Are you dealing with the trials of a difficult marriage or going through a separation or divorce? Welcome to the club, friend. Life is messy and it can be hard. I'm Jen Zingmark, a Christian life coach, and I have good news for you. There is a path to find hope, healing, and happiness, no matter what your circumstances are, and I can help you find joy in your journey. So let's go. Hey, y'all. Welcome back for more Gen Juice. I've just returned from Provo, Utah, from attending BYU's Women's Conference, and it was such a wonderful experience. I have actually never even attended the conference as a participant, and I was asked to present at this year's conference, and it was just lovely. I enjoyed attending all of the classes. One of my best friends came and went with me to support me, and we just had a wonderful time. I was able to visit with my older kids out in Provo and stay with my oldest son and his wife, and it was just such a wonderful experience. And I did a lot of preparing for my presentation there. So what I want to share with you today is just a little bit of the message that I shared at Women's Conference, and it is applicable to every man and woman who deals with trials and challenges and wants to learn from their mistakes. I know in my life, the times when I've experienced the greatest growth have come while going through the biggest storms or what we in the South like to call hurricane seasons. In the Book of Mormon, the prophet Lehi said that without opposition, righteousness could not be brought to pass. It is because we come to know life's bitterness that allows us to recognize and appreciate its sweetness. Our Father in Heaven has designed it this way for our good. This is the human experience. That means that it is supposed to be balanced half positive emotions and experiences and half negative emotions and experiences. That is how it's supposed to be. I know it doesn't feel that way when things go wrong, quote unquote wrong, in your own life. It just means that you're having a human experience and you're experiencing seasons of adversity, which we all do. The question is not whether we will experience seasons of adversity, but how will we weather the storms? So, because y'all know I'm a Carolina girl who grew up close to the beach, visiting the beaches for vacations all of my life, I want to compare each of us to ships and compare our lives to the ocean. As we honor and keep our covenants during the storms in our lives, They are like a beacon of light, connecting and leading us to our loving Father in heaven. Like a lighthouse on the shore lighting the way, His love will strengthen, guide, and help us through our most challenging times. So in my analogy, each of us are like ships. Our lives are like the ocean. Our Heavenly Father is like a lighthouse on the shore. And our covenants are like the beacon of light shining from the lighthouse, connecting and guiding us back to our Father in heaven. And storms on the ocean are the challenges that we experience in our lives. So let me ask you, have you ever felt like you couldn't see the light? Like you didn't know where Heavenly Father was? Like you were sinking in sorrow and pain and loneliness with no relief in sight? I have. 
Let me tell you a little bit about my story. It may sound familiar to some of you. I met a nice young man in my BYU ward pretty soon after I went out to BYU. He was a return missionary. He was an AP on his mission, and we were married in the temple fairly quickly after we met. You could say we checked all the boxes. Pretty soon after we were married, I discovered that he had an addiction. So I read books about it, and I prayed, and I fasted for him. We met with counselors and bishops, and um, I did everything that I could to support him in this trial. I believed in him, and I begged the Lord to help him overcome this horrible addiction that was hurting him and me in our marriage. But I was also hurt and angry. We had made covenants together in the temple when we began our marriage, and I was honoring them, and he was not. When I felt all alone and overcome with grief and sorrow, I clung to my covenants. I ran to the temple for peace and consolation, and I found it there. I began to realize that my pride was keeping me from seeing him as a child of God. I witnessed his remorse, and I saw the addiction was cruel and powerful, and so many times he hated himself for his choices and deeply regretted his actions that caused both of us so much pain and heartache. When I was able to repent of my pride, I was able to forgive him, and it changed me forever. I am not the same person now as I was then. I came to recognize my own mistakes and take responsibility for them as well as forgive my husband. With the Lord's help, I came to understand the miraculous, comforting, healing power of the atonement of our Savior Jesus Christ as I was forgiven and able to forgive. Ultimately, his addiction led him down a path that ended our marriage and I found myself divorced and a single mother when I was 30 years old. I was in the depths of the hardest time in my life. I had three small children. They were eight, six, and two. And I had been a full-time mother since graduating from BYU. I hadn't worked outside of our home, so I had no other source of income besides my ex-husband. So most of the time, I didn't know how we were going to live, much less get through this terrible ordeal. But fortunately, the Lord did. I trusted him and I chose to stay faithful and honor my covenants and it has made all the difference. Sometimes life is messy and hard and many times we or the people we love make poor choices that cause pain and destruction in our lives. This can be extremely difficult and it's easy to allow feelings of sorrow and sadness and overwhelm to cloud our view and distract you from the bigger picture. It's a time when many of us lose our way. I ran to the temple for refuge over and over again, and I was reminded that nothing is impossible with God. I put my faith and trust in him, and I held on tight. I want to offer to you that when you're in the thick of it, when you're out in deep waters being tossed about, that's when you really learn for yourselves that the Savior can comfort and heal and save you as you choose to follow him and stay faithful to our covenants. Our covenants can be like the light from the lighthouse that guides the ship through rough waters. 
As you honor them, your covenants will provide guidance and direction to help you navigate through whatever difficult trials you are dealing with. I know that in the temple, you will find safety and peace on the covenant path. So the first lesson that I want to share with you about learning from mistakes is that when your plans for your life have not gone the way you expected, either due to your own choices or the agency of others, the way to find solace and peace and refuge is by clinging to your covenants, trusting that nothing can stop God's plans for your life and his plans are far better than anything you can imagine. So let me ask you another question. Have you ever wondered, how can I get through this? Why is life so unfair and hard? Is it even worth it? I know I have. All I ever wanted was to be married for eternity and never get a divorce. And there I was, divorced. I had done all of the quote-unquote right things, and nothing was going the way I had planned. But I recognized right then that the Lord was leading me somewhere I had never been. I chose to go where he wanted me to go. I cannot say that it was all smooth sailing after that because it was not. It's been bumpy and messy and really hard at times. It was ultimately a devastating experience, but it became a pivotal point in my life where I learned to trust in God with all of my heart and devote my life to the Lord and my family and not give up. I actually strengthened my spiritual muscles, deepened my faith in God, and kept on going. I did not know exactly where the Lord was leading me, but I knew I was moving forward, and I learned to let go of my expectations for my life and embrace my new life, whatever that meant as a divorced single mom with three small children. Ultimately, I was able to find a wonderful, faithful, loving man and get remarried. So with my three children and my husband's daughter from his previous marriage, we joined our families together and we had a baby. It has not been a day at the beach since then, but it has been possible to create a beautiful life together. I'm not pretending that we didn't have all the typical struggles, y'all. We dealt with all the things, legal battles, child support, alimony, custody, visitation issues, two ex-spouses, step-parenting, blended families. I could go on and on. If you know, you know what I'm talking about. It was hard. We were in the thick of it, and many times it felt like maybe it wasn't possible to create this family that we had envisioned, but we kept going, and we didn't give up. We kept doing our best at living our covenants and honoring them, building our family on the foundation of the gospel, and we didn't quit. As we practice staying faithful when life gets hard, and we can't see the outcome of our situation, we get better at doing hard things. We grow spiritual muscles. Our faith and devotion deepens in the process, and we gain an expanded, deeper understanding of the miraculous power of the atonement of our Savior, Jesus Christ. That only happens as we work hard during the most difficult times in our lives. So most of you know this, but that was 18 years ago. Since that time, my second husband and I have raised our beautiful blended family of five children. And I feel like now we are really enjoying so many of the fruits 
of our hard labors over these many years. Things are a little more heavenly in our home. It's a little bit more peaceful and quiet. And we have a broader eternal view from here. And we can see that all of those hard sacrifices that we made to dedicate ourselves to raising our family in the gospel was definitely worth it. So the second lesson that I want to offer you today is that living a gospel-centered life isn't easy for anyone, and it can feel like you're climbing a hot, steep, eternal spiral staircase with no resting points and no view of your destination. This is when you grow spiritual muscles and you deepen your faith in God and you keep going. Okay, the third question I want to ask you today is, have you ever asked the Lord, what can I learn here? What part of this can I own when you have made mistakes in your life? Well, brace yourself if you do, because I have. Going through a crisis like divorce has taught me many things. One of the most valuable lessons I learned is that it is so empowering to take responsibility for your own choices as much as possible. Don't blame anyone else for anything that has happened in your life. Choose to be responsible for everything in your life. While I was single, I had a lot of time to journal and ponder and pray. And I spent a lot of time asking the Lord, what can I learn from my experience? What good things can I take with me from my previous marriage? And what things are less in line with my eternal goals can I leave behind and not take with me into my future relationships? One realization that the Holy Ghost whispered to me was that I had gotten a little off course. In my first marriage, although we had always been active in the church and I had always served faithfully in my callings and attended the temple regularly, I had also become really involved in my neighborhood and community. Now, I'm not saying that those are bad things at all. We had wonderful friends and neighbors, and I had joined a local women's club and a tennis team. I volunteered at the elementary school, which just involved in so many activities. I made many good friends, and I had so many gospel discussions. But there were definitely times when these social activities interfered with church commitments. And when this happened, I would choose the social activities. Again, not a bad thing at all. And I'm not telling anyone not to get involved in your community or do good things outside of the church. Those are certainly choices that you need to make. But for me, I realized that I hadn't made the best choices for myself or for my children. So when my second husband and I got married, we made a deliberate decision to invest our time and our effort and our energy into living a gospel-centered life, into serving and connecting with our ward family and dedicating our family life, our home life, and our children's lives to being gospel-centered. It became clear that although we had been doing so many good things, we had drifted off course a little bit. And I could see that as my children were growing up, that that could have continued to take us off course. Since then, my husband and I have chosen to prioritize gospel-centered living and serving. We've invested in relationships and activities that support our eternal goals, and it's made all the difference. Now, one of our favorite things to do together is to serve in the temple as ordinance workers. 
don't get me wrong, we still have time for pickleball, but we certainly make sure we do the most important things first. This is an important time to enlist the support of others that can help you grow and change in ways that you will not do on your own. One of the most valuable lessons I learned from my first marriage was the importance of having a support system. It's important to have friends around you and especially your children's friends that have your same values and eternal goals. I have found the best way to stay on course is by choosing a great team that has your same goals to connect with people that have a common vision for their life. So I like to say, find your tribe or recruit your crew, the right people that will help you grow and reach your eternal goals, not just do things that seem important now. Just like ships rely on the light of the lighthouse to stay on course and avoid danger, we must choose a crew that will help us stay on course and enjoy our journey. So the third lesson that I want to offer you today is to choose a crew or a support system that will help you stay on course, avoid danger, and reach your eternal goals. So there's a beautiful quote by President Thomas S. Monson. Look to the lighthouse of the Lord. There is no fog so dense, no night so dark, no gale so strong, no mariner so lost, but what its beacon light can rescue. It beckons through the storms of life. The lighthouse of the Lord sends forth signals readily recognized and never failing. So even when we feel like our lives are too messed up, we're too broken or too far gone, if we keep our hope anchored in Christ, all things are possible. I know that the Lord can take the broken pieces of our lives and make something uniquely beautiful out of them. We are all precious to our Father in heaven. He sent his Son to suffer for our sins and our heartaches and all that is unfair in our lives and to die for each of us so that we can be comforted and healed and blessed during our times of trial. I have experienced this in my life and I know that our loving Father in heaven will bless you with this in your life as you turn to our Savior Jesus Christ he is the only true source of peace and comfort in this life. So my three takeaways for you today are when you have hurricanes in your life, the right place to weather those storms is in the temple, safely on the covenant path. Second, living a gospel-centered life is not easy for anyone, and it can feel like climbing a hot, steep, eternal staircase with no resting points and no view of your destination. But this is when you grow spiritual muscles. You deepen your faith in God and you keep going. As you do, the Lord will bless you with a glorious glimpse of eternity along the way. And third, choose a crew that will help you stay the course, avoid danger, and reach your eternal goals. We need each other. And especially when you're dealing with trials in your life like divorce, you need a support system. I testify that as you look to the lighthouse of the Lord, you will find guidance, safety, protection, and healing from the hurricanes in your life. And if you put your faith and trust in God, his plans for your life are far better than anything you can imagine. You will see miracles. 
And if you haven't seen those miracles yet, God is not finished. So hold on, friends. Thanks so much for tuning in for a little bit of the message that I shared at Women's Conference. I wanted you guys to be able to enjoy a little bit of this message. It was such a wonderful experience presenting at Women's Conference. Thank you so much for listening and tuning in. And please share this podcast with a friend who can benefit from it. We all need each other, friends. So I would love to help you on your journey. Please reach out to me and set up an appointment for your free consultation to find out how I can help you find joy in your divorce journey today. Go to ldsdivorce.com. Thanks for listening. Bye, friends. If you're ready to dive deeper into this work and learn the tools and the skills you need to change the trajectory of your life forever, go to ldsdivorce.com and sign up for a free consultation with me. This is just the tip of the iceberg, my friends. There is so much more. I would love to work with you and be your life coach.